is where everything begins, begins again. Welcome to the Mid the Pines podcast, a place where Grove City College alumni and faculty give voice to their unique stories, contributions, and accomplishments. Our community is blessed with many individuals who are often recognized for their proficiency, purpose, and principles, all celebrated hallmarks of the distinctive Grove City College education. Learn more about their God-given callings and the work they are undertaking for the common good. These are their personal and professional stories. Hello, this is Amy Evans from Grove City College, and I'm thrilled to have Rob Koontz join us on our Mid the Pines podcast. Rob is a 2019 graduate who majored in finance with an analytics minor. Rob was also a competitive Wolverine, a four-year letter winner in football, and received PAC Scholar Athlete of the Year and recipient of the Wolverine Academic Excellence Award, having the highest cumulative GPA among male senior athletes. Rob also participated in inner-city outreach trips and was a member of the New Delta Epsilon Housing Group. As a young alumnus of the college, Rob's career took flight with his strategic efforts in building relationships at Grove City College, particularly with alumni. He obtained his first internship through meeting alumni of Keystone Ridge Designs through the college's annual career fair. He then connected and the following year at the career fair met UPMC, obtaining an internship as a finance summer associate his junior year. Finally, he networked with alumni who then helped connect him to his present employer, ProTivity. Rob has worked for ProTivity since graduation, currently serving as a senior consultant for risk and compliance. From Butler, Pennsylvania to Manhattan, New York, Rob has leveraged meaningful relationships made through Grove City College, helping him launch his career in business consulting. I'm excited for him to share more on what he's learned about networking that helped him get to where he is today. Rob, welcome to our podcast. Thank you, Amy. It's great to be here. Rob, let's get started. What made you choose Grove City and when did you know you wanted to major in finance? I think there's a few different things that are low-hanging fruit in that equation. I think I think about my two uncles, John and Tom Kunst, who played four years of Grove City football when they uh, attended Grove City back in the early 80s. I remember my visit at Grove City. We ran into Coach Chris Smith, who was the head football coach at that time, uh, whenever I was looking at schools, and he also coached my uncles, who played back in the day. So there was a connection there, and so that was an influence for sure. And then my next-door neighbor, actually, was Dr. Lois Johnson, and she was the head of the International Education Study Abroad program here at Grove City. I got accepted to Grove City as actually a math major. I had the intention of majoring in math, getting a teaching certificate, and then that would leave me with the option of either going to be a secondary high school uh, math teacher or to go the business route and do some kind of quantitative finance. I certainly didn't know that term at the time, but I think I figured I could do some kind of business math. And you came during a pivotal time, of course, talking about Coach Smith transitioning to Coach DiDonato. Also, the college was coming into the seasons, changing from losses to wins. So tell us about your experience playing varsity football for Grove City College. I think Coach DiDonato, I remember whenever I visited Grove City and I met Coach DiDonato, but I think Coach Smith and him being connected with my uncles and whatnot, I think was what kind of drew me in. But 
Coach DiDonato may have been what really kept me here, and he really kept me inspired and kept me interested in playing football at, at Grove City. Uh, I'm pretty sure when you have three years in a row of losing seasons, that probably earns you worst in all of college football. And that's what we started with whenever I got to Grove City. The team had just finished off a winless season. So I was a senior year, a senior in high school when they went 0-10. I came as a freshman, we went 0-10 again. And then by the time I left as a senior, though, we had, had, we had an 8-3 and win-loss record. We'd won the first postseason bowl game in school history. We were arguably, people were, there was some chatter around that this was the best football team Grove City's ever seen. So it was neat to see this whole turnaround happen and be a part of that. If there's any lesson I learned, it's that there's a lot that goes into winning a college football game, and it's hard. It's not easy. If you were to ask me what the most difficult point in my college football career was, it wasn't the beginning. It wasn't whenever I was a freshman and we went 0-10, and then... You know, it wasn't that point. It was probably later. It was after Coach DiNato had taken over. We've just finished our second losing season in back-to-back years. Coach DiDonato had a team meeting, and, you know, he gave some pep talk there and kind of, like, gave us his vision of the program and everything. And pretty much from the fall of my freshman year there after that, that first season, through till the next season, we were very much buying into this totally revamped Grove City football program. Like it looked unlike probably what it ever did in the history of the college where we've got this vision. He, he has this whole program that we got to be there for the start that he calls brick by brick. And I think he, he's inspired by the bricks that the campus is made of. You look around at Grove City, almost every building is, is red brick. And it fits into his whole philosophy of you need a vision, you need a process, and you need love. The vision being kind of the goal that, to get there. That's, that's your, your roadmap so, or your blueprint if you're talking about bricks and building the buildings on campus. You're going to need your bricks, you know, that's physically what it's made of. That's your process. That's how you get to that destination that your roadmap or your blueprint is laying out for you. And then you've got the mortar, that gray stuff that goes in between the bricks and holds it all together. And that's love. That's the relationships that you have along the way. So we've got this whole program, brick by brick. We're all just starting to speak the same language. It's all making sense. It's starting to click for us. After that season, after my freshman season, we came back from Christmas break. We're in Stick Lecture Hall, and they pull up. They're kind of giving us teasers into what the off-season is going to look like. And one of the things they showed us was our off-season lifting groups for off-season weight training. And they held up two groups, and they put them on the screen. And at first, you're, like, looking, like, oh, you know, am I I in there with my buddies, you know, whatever. And then you look that they're divvied up in two different times of the day. One's at 5.30, one's at 6. And so then you think, like, okay, you know, that's kind of a little bit inconvenient. Like, it's after class, but, you know, dinner, am I going to eat before? Am I going to eat after? But then you had the realization that that was 5.30 a.m. and 6 (laughs) a.m., not 5.30 p.m. And... That was probably a moment where we knew that things were going to look a lot different from here on out. Probably the low point of those four years, for me at least, was whenever we finished off that second season 
winless again. Even after the brick by brick and all the momentum we had going. And so January comes around and what's it time to do? It's time to wake up at 5.30. It's time to wake up at 6 a.m. But then, you know, junior year, that's where things started to turn. That's where we started to win a few games here and there. But I think where the real turning point was, was my senior year. By this point, if we we know, you know, fall of 2018, Grove City put up an 8-3 and three win-loss record. We won the first postseason bowl game in school history. At that time, arguably, we were like the best team that Grove City had seen. You know, we loved that chatter anytime we heard it. Um, but the turning point was that, I mean, you look at that season game to game, and we started that year, we were one in three. That's at the point where if you don't have that mental fortitude, if you don't have that mental strength that we had been building up the past three years, that's where you say, oh, you throw your hands up and you say, oh, here we go again. But that was a turning point. It was like there was no, we saw no other outcome at that point. It was like, well, we're one in three now. Like those games are done went out. So we go down to Carnegie Mellon, and that was a big game for us because Carnegie Mellon, I mean, my freshman year, they blew us out of the stadium. I think we lost maybe 55 to nothing my freshman year against Carnegie Mellon. We went down to their place my senior year, and we beat them. And So that was a big turning point where it was like it didn't matter what was going on in the win-loss record. It didn't matter what was going on on the scoreboard. Because later in that year, we had some games where we were down. I think we went down to Geneva. We were down maybe 21 nothing, 28 nothing, And you look around at the faces, the body language on the sideline, and it's just like it's no factor to these guys. And that is dangerous to any opponent you play against. A team that will never roll over and show its belly, like that is more dangerous than any physical capability or any you know, team of athletes – I think the special thing about Grove City football is that we weren't just there learning how to be great football players. I think we were there to learn how to be great men and great women. In the case of Kelsey Tischler, our female kicker, we can't forget about her. But And what I mean by that is that I think to have this mental strength, to have this whatever you want to call it, this mental ability to not be shaken by whatever the scoreboard says or whatever you know, the win-loss record is or whatever your professor is saying about the upcoming Grove City football game or your students or, you know, to not be swayed by that. I think it's one thing to do it on the field, but it's a totally different story to then take that with you off the field. How do you feel like football has influenced your career? Is there anything that you took with you from the football program that you think about professionally? I could see that there were things that I... I was learning that I could apply to things off the football field. So, I I mean, thinking back even freshman year when Coach Smith was the head coach, I remember, you know, it seemed like each day he'd give us a little, just a little tidbit of life lesson, of uh, some piece of practical wisdom. And those things kind of accumulated in my head to where I got to a point where I'm like, I got to start writing this stuff down. And I remember there being days where, I would hustle back into the locker room after practice and I would write notes on what coach just talked about because I'm like, man, this could apply to school. This could apply to pursuing a job. This could apply to anything. This could apply to any adversity that happens in life. So that, that's where it started. And then Coach Dinato just took that to a whole different level. It's like there's a lesson on effectiveness 
where you can focus on doing the right thing, like focus on getting the right things done as opposed to getting everything done. And Coach was really good at being intentional towards how we used our time as a team. So, for instance, we went from having maybe a little bit longer practices that were drawn out and didn't have a clean agenda to these short, very intense two-hour practices that were very intentional in the way that you had 10-minute time blocks or five-minute time blocks where there was a specific thing dedicated towards each one of those five-minute blocks. And practice was just boom, boom, boom. And we got more done in those short, intense practices than we would have in maybe three or four of those long, drawn-out, boring, three-hour practices. So he was very good in that way. So that was maybe an example of where, you know, we were using intentionality on the football field, but I could just as well then redirect that practical wisdom and knowledge that we were using to win football games to then my career journey at Grove City and towards the jobs that I chose I think I found myself taking these lessons that I was learning from coach on the field, and then I was applying those to the classroom. I was taking them with me into any internship interviews that I was having. Coach used what he always referred to. This was like, almost feels like the backbone of Grove City football, and it was four second phrases. Because if you try and, you know, give someone a piece of practical wisdom or a life lesson or something of some kind, that it's not going to stick unless it comes in the form of a four-second phrase because it's short, it's easy to remember. And the one that I actually uh, got assigned as mine, so at the end of the season, Coach will, each senior that graduates, he'll give them a four-second phrase that he thinks is associated with them. And mine was, be where your feet are. And that falls, if we want to think about the, the brick by brick, and the different buckets of social, physical, mental, or spiritual that falls in the social bucket. Because if I'm sitting here talking to you, Amy, and you know my head's off thinking about what's going on in New York or what's going on on my phone or anything like that, I, I'm not going to get the most out of this time that we have speaking with each other because I am not present. I'm not where my feet are. I'm not listening to you. I'm not being active as far as, you know, paying attention to what I'm thinking and feeling while we talk. And so to be where your feet are on the football field is where, you know, it doesn't matter what happened at class. What matters is what's happening right here at practice today. It doesn't matter what happened, you know, this past week and whatever that was going on. What happened, what matters is what's happening on the field right now with, you know, the people that you're with. When I think about what I miss as a graduate from Grove City, I miss the guys the most. And so that social aspect was so big for me. And to be where your feet are in those relationships and to make the most of the time that you have on this campus, there's a lot to be said for that. So your competitive mindset with football and that determination, it had to have helped you out with your career process. I know that you shared you did business consulting as a career path but I understand that was met with some obstacles. Um, so can you share a little bit about your beginning stages of your career journey? Well, it started a little shaky. And what that looked like was that there was a company that was coming to campus called Keystone Ridge Designs. And I recognize Keystone Ridge Designs because I'm from Butler, Pennsylvania, and they're a Butler company. And they were interviewing for internships. 
and they were opening it up to anyone freshman to senior. And that's not typical for a company to interview freshmen. And so I thought, you know, hometown company, I'm a freshman, you know, I qualify, I can at least get an interview maybe, but first I needed a resume to even apply. I look across the the quad and, and see the career services office. And when you're a prospective student, the career services office is a little intimidating. You hear all about how it's nationally ranked and it's this renowned office where, you know, you have incredible resources to help you, you know, pursue whatever career path you think you're fit for. And I think I had thought to myself that there was going to be a, that would come at a later time for me, not freshman year. Freshman year was going to be for keeping my head above water academically and uh, on the football field. But I think there was just one day where I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to go in. And so I go in the doors and I see Linda Reich sitting there giving me a warm welcome at the front desk. Linda was so sweet, but she was kind of like letting me down easy where she was like, you know, it's it's usually pretty unlikely, maybe even like impossible to get an internship related to your major as a freshman. But I think that went in one ear and out the other, mostly because I was just nervous and the adrenaline was going. And I wasn't sure if I needed to have a tie on while I was in there or not. I was in there in my, my Grove City football t-shirt probably. Sure enough, I got my resume together and applied for the Keystone Ridge internship interview. And that, I think, was really the kickstart of this whole journey at Grove City College in the Career Services Office and getting to where I'm at now because I did that internship with Heather Starcher and Angela Maloney, two Grove City alumni who were representing Keystone Ridge. And I had that interview with them and I had mentioned somewhere along the lines that I was just interested in maybe financial advising or some kind of corporate finance or just you know, I was throwing out these things that I had no clue. You know, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I was just throwing things out there. And I think Heather probably saw that I could use some help. She puts me in touch with these two people that she knows personally. And, you know, I meet them. I learn from them. I pick their brains about what their jobs are like. And that was kind of a moment where I realized, you know, Grove City alumni, this whole network I think I had heard about it in the past, that it's a closely knit, you know, people have each other's backs. But there I am as a freshman, and I see that, you know, Grove City put its money where its mouth is whenever it comes to the Grove City Alumni Network, you know, being there for each other and looking out for even if you're a freshman at the school and you've proved nothing to anybody, you know, we're kind of all in it together. And that was something special to see very early on. Hmm. Well, that's really awesome. I think... It's going to be exciting to dive into your career journey, particularly with networking and the alumni that you've been connected with. Um, but before that, we do that, let's take a quick break. The Grove City College Alumni Office wants to know the best way to contact you and the most recent changes in your life. Edit your alumni profile at alumni.gcc.edu update. This includes your home and work address, your last name, if recently married, and your email address and much more. By keeping the college updated, the online alumni directory allows you to stay in touch with classmates, find fraternity brothers or sorority sisters, and locate alumni in your region or area of expertise. You can use the alumni directory at alumni.gcc.edu slash alumni directory. Thank you for keeping in touch. 
We're back here with Rob Kunst, class of 2019. We've been talking a lot about Rob's experience at Grove City College, particularly playing football, and his approach to finding his career in business consulting. Much of this is due to networking. So Rob, networking with people is a skill. It sounds like it comes naturally to you. What motivates you to connect and network with people? It's a good question, and it's interesting because like I, I get a lot of meaning out of connecting with people, even whenever it's not in necessarily a way that is going to serve me in any particular way. It's just to learn their story, to understand them. It just feels like that comes natural, and I feel like people appreciate that. My dad was always someone who was very much a talker, and he could talk to anyone. And that's how I feel, you know, being someone who grew up in Butler, Pennsylvania. I grew up at the corner of a cornfield and the woods on a dead-end street. I grew up, I you know, did my fair share of archery hunting and trout fishing and everything. Now I live on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, and I feel as though I can relate to anybody in between on that spectrum, which is a gift whenever it comes to meeting with people, to networking, to building relationships. But I think I really learned it along the way at Grove City, and it started there you know, whenever I was interviewing for some of my first internships, and I realized how important networking was going to be, you know, I, I didn't decide that management consulting would be a fitting career path to pursue until after the Keystone Ridge internship. I really owe them a lot because I got to do some cool things. And there was one day where I was presenting them some kind of data thing that I had worked on and some kind of data analytics. And Angela Maloney, Grove City alumni, she's director of marketing there. She was one of the people who interviewed me in the first and second round of interviews for Keystone. And she was like, you know, the way you work with the data and you're able to analyze it and you present it well, you would maybe be good at like what my husband does. She said he's a consultant at Pertivity. And so then I met with her husband, Tim Maloney, who is another Grove City alum. And again, we're seeing this Grove City Alumni Network kind of having each other's back. And so did an informational interview with Tim the the fall after my internship. Met him. He kind of planted that seed of management consulting at the same time. uh, My fiance's brother was a consultant, so I'm getting some influence from him too. And so at one point, I went to my professor of accounting, who was the chair of the, uh, the accounting department at that time. And I told him, you know, I have this interest in management consulting. And I asked him, you know, what I could do or or anything. You know, again, it was kind of like that itself was a networking experience where I saw him as someone who had wisdom that I did not have, came to him with humility, told him I was interested in this thing. And again, kind of like Linda Reese, he kind of let me down easy. He was like, you know, like, it's great you're interested in this, but, you know, Grove City being just that it's a smaller size, it's not a target school for really any consulting firms out there. I think it went one ear and out the other, and I think I probably used some four-second phrase triggered in my head that I probably heard that week at a team meeting or something where it was just focus on your vision, not your circumstance type of a deal where, you know, like he's never seen it done before maybe, but this is the time to do it, and I think we, we can do it. I was just willing to network my way out of it and to partner with the Career Services Office, who was so helpful. Every single person I met as, you know, uh, someone that would give some kind of career guidance, they were always such a good strategic partner 
where I could tell them what I want to do. I could tell them what the obstacles are. Here's what my professor said. I'm not too sure about it. But they always, it was like no matter what it was, there was always a way we could figure out. It was That's like the attitude the career services always had whenever I was there. It was like, you know, it's it's not going to be easy, but we'll find a way to do it. And I think that's the crossover between the attitude that the career services office had just in itself as the Grove City Career Services Office nationally ranked, like that crossed over with the attitude and the stuff that I was getting from Grove City football made for a dangerous combination. And so what do we do? Like next thing we know, you know, I'm, I'm going out there and I'm networking. And this is the important part because I think people hear networking and they think that it's, it can be slimy. You're using people to get a job and just the term itself can have a, ne- a negative connotation with it, which is understandable. But what I have told people in the past and what I tell like the up and coming Grove City students is to, uh, network with the intent to learn. And I, I think that's the big thing of where, you know, communication has become so valuable to me. That those are like the superpowers of my day-to-day life is reading, writing, speaking. And fourth, last but not least, is listening. That's probably the part of networking that gets overlooked that people don't realize. So to listen to people and be present in those moments to essentially be where my feet are you know, that that came natural to me. You know, I wasn't a natural extrovert or anything, but I could listen to people and understand them. And that really was what my networking looked like. The value that you're talking about networking and the authenticity of it and the way that you've done it through Grove City alumni, how did you get into that opportunity at Protivity where you are today? Okay, yeah, so I mentioned Tim Maloney, who was, again, that's the the husband of Angela Maloney, who is working at Keystone Ridge. She connects me with Tim. I meet him as a sophomore at Grove City. And again, just an informational interview. He taught me about his job and Pertivity and everything and planted the seed. Um, but his, his firm, Pertivity, they don't accept. Um, you, could, you can't intern with them if you're only a sophomore. So that was kind of put on, on the shelf for a little bit. Uh, but still kept in touch with Tim. You know, I, I still, he was someone I could look to as kind of a mentor very early on. But putting Protivity aside, I pursued the UPMC internship because UPMC, I mean, that's, I mean, you look at the Pittsburgh skyline and you see UPMC at the top of the big black steel tower building. So like UPMC is definitely seen as one of the big employers in this region and and I thought I couldn't go wrong with pursuing an internship there. And I also, I mean, I, I think it's worth being said for sure that Jeff Bees, who is a Grove City alum, who is representing UPMC at the career fair, just made an incredible impression on me. Like, he's a great guy to talk to. I think immediately we kind of hit it off. And you know how there's some people that you just seem to bond with right away. And and that just kind of gave way to the whole UPMC experience. And so I got hired on there as a sophomore, which was neat because it was kind of an internship made for juniors, but they opened it up to sophomores, which was nice. I'm doing that. I'm keeping aware, trying to flex that muscle of self-awareness and intentionality and pay attention to what I'm liking about the job and what I'm not liking. And at that same time, I'm kind of like corresponding back to the career services office. So it's during the internship. 
strategizing on what I should do about this. It's like, hey, like UPMC is going really well, but I think there are aspects about it that seem to be present in consulting. Like what I learned from Tim Maloney and from some of the other folks that I've talked to about it, it seems like that could be an even better fit. So how do we, like, what do we do about that? And so this is where Tim Maloney in that informational interview that we did at this point, it was over a year ago. You know, I had kept in touch with Tim but then we met together in Pittsburgh whenever I was working at UPMC and he was at the Prativity office. We met after work one day. Tim and I must have talked for three and a half hours. And I think I was really drawn to just how present he was to meet with a Grove City student who just wanted to learn about what he was doing and what his company was like for him to be so present. And there was even a point in that conversation where he pulled out his Prativity laptop and was teaching me some of the the programs that he was working with at Pertivity. And I was just like, you know, interested in what he was showing me, but at the same time, kind of surprised. Like he cared that much. And I think I was really drawn to that. And that type of persona is, I think, what I could see myself doing. So I was drawn to that. And so with that conversation happening, Tim then was willing to refer me whenever I applied for the Pertivity internship which one thing led to another. I ended up in the New York City office for that internship the summer between my junior and senior year uh, and then got the return offer at the end of the summer and haven't looked back since. That's awesome. Because networking comes so naturally to you and you've had this experience, we've gotten some nuggets of wisdom through this conversation about the four-second phrases and the vision of the football program and how you've applied that to life. But are there any other tips that you would give someone who is looking to network, whether it be just for personal reasons to get connected with alumni in their region where they work, or if it is professionally looking to get into a certain industry, what kind of tips might you give someone on the approach to networking even if it is something very much standard as far as like how you keep track of who you're networking with and stay connected? Such a good question. And and I feel like there's a lot. We could, we could do another podcast of <laughs> just answering that question probably. But I think first thing that comes to my mind is how important, how crucial humility is in the whole process. I think some people will network to check the box of networking. You know, say you want to work for company XYZ, you reach out to employee of XYZ who may or may not be an alumni, and, you know, you call them, you have your list of questions, you ask the questions, you go down your sheet, and then that's it. It's cold. It's not, at no point did you really get to know that person. You just asked about the job. You know, that's, that's just not the intentional networking. How, like, I don't feel good after those conversations. But to go into some kind of a networking conversation open to the fact and accepting of the reality that I know nothing about this topic compared to this person and that they are going to be my teacher for this time that I'm going to talk to them, I think that is, that is wildly important. Whether they're older than me, whether they're younger than me, more experienced, less experienced, it doesn't matter. I think being humble and listening is the big thing. It's so easy to get caught up in the nerves of meeting someone for the first time, but to be in that moment, to be where your feet are and to listen to what they have to say and to ask good questions and whatnot, it can't go overstated. I was fortunate enough to kind of kick off my alumni relationship networking journey very early on as a freshman, but some people may not have done that. 
as much. And so you may be starting a little bit closer to square one, which is fine because there's resources available to help with that, to help kind of get things moving, get the ball rolling. Uh, one of the big ones that I've used time and time again is that if you go on LinkedIn and you search Grove City Alumni, you can pull up a whole filtered list and look at Grove City alumni who are on LinkedIn, filter them by region, filter them by company, filter them by industry, and that'll give you a list of Grove City alums who are in whatever condition you're setting for the filter, who are in that area, and then you can reach out to them, you can send a connection and add a note to it, and you know, be honest with them. I think that's another important thing about networking is to not only listen, be humble, but to be honest. Like it's, it's common sense, but common sense is not always common practice. So there's the LinkedIn directory there. And then there's just the alumni directory that you have access to after you leave Grove City. You have this access to a directory of all the Grove City alums. I even searched, even those old guys, my uncles are still on there. <laughs> um, but that has been a really good resource for me that I've used as a student and then post-graduation as well to reach out to people. And that's what I find myself doing with alumni is that I'll call up alumni or people that I've worked with and just ask for advice. You know, there's that saying, I think it comes straight from the Bible, where there is counsel, there's safety. And I think I keep that in mind too when it comes to networking. You've talked a lot about how you've networked with alumni. Now, Rob, you are an alum of a few years now. How do you find yourself returning back the networking experience that you've had now, given that you are planning your feet in your career a little more full-time and then having maybe others connect back? I think the best way to sum it up is... I'm stealing this quote, by the way. I totally didn't make this up. But I heard someone who was talking about all the great mentors that they had throughout their life And, you know, I think about, as we have this conversation, I think about all the great mentors I've had, you know, at Grove City, outside of Grove City. I think about my parents. I think about my aunts, my uncles, my grandparents. I've had such great mentors that there is no way that I could pay all them back. And so I think the the thing that makes sense is to pay it forward. And I think that's kind of the flame that's been burning in me is that it's now time for me to start paying forward some of those things. So I'm very open to anyone who needs guidance, uh, you know, and that's what it's the funny thing is that that feels so good to be able to pass things on, to be able to talk about mistakes that I made and to pass that on to someone else who's going through a similar thing. Uh, it's so rewarding. And let me say too, and it doesn't matter if you're a college student or beyond college, is that if you're hesitating to reach out to people and network with them, if you're hesitating to reach out to someone that you feel like you could learn something from, what I want you to tell yourself is to realize that that person would probably love nothing more than to teach you about what they have learned or what they have done in the past. So that could be a good thing to keep in mind. And I think that's a problem that I struggle with is that you can be a great hitter. You can be a great networker. You can be great at communicating with people. But, you know, you can hit home runs all day. But if you are afraid to step up to the plate, it doesn't matter. So don't be afraid to initiate those conversations because you'll find that people are a lot more willing to speak about these things than you might have expected. 
Well, I think you've definitely paid it forward today being a guest on our podcast. So thank you so much for sharing your career experience with us, some networking tips, and a little bit of wisdom. Thank you. Home is where everything begins. Thank you for listening to the Mid the Pines podcast. Explore more episodes at alumni.gcc.edu slash podcast. Our co-producers are Joni Baumgartner and Amy Evans. Research provided by Janice Zinsner Inman, class of 1987. Audio editing is provided by Jennifer Hiles. Our theme music is Home, courtesy of the family of the late David M. Bailey, class of 1988. Contact us at alumni at gcc.edu for more information. We hope you'll join us again, Mid the Pines.